0: Tonight we will begin the Eye of the Hurricane, which is a very interesting chapter, um, because it's about exactly what we don't want to do, (laughs) which some, some of the other chapters have been about as well. Um don't want to do in the sense that our habits are to do everything to avoid exactly what she tells us to do. And she clarifies this using the analogy in her experience of having uh, been through hurricanes, Um, I can't quite say, and not I can't quite say, I won't say it's the same with um, tornadoes, which those in the Midwest have more experience with, just because tornadoes don't have a large eye, and you the image of gliding through the tornado doesn't quite work. Um, but if you've never been in a hurricane or in a tropical storm like that, just, uh, what should I say, work with her image as best you can. But I think we could all see, if we take it not so much about externals, but in terms of our own internal hurricanes, in the different forms that they arise, we can have a a sense of what the eye of a hurricane could be like because I'm sure some of us, in fact, most of us at different times in our our life have discovered that um, eye of the hurricane in our life, even without particularly looking to try to get there, or looking to try to create it, or even knowing that it's something we can um, connect with. So, having said that, I'd like you to uh, start by talking about what you felt resonated in this chapter with you, and then we can go from there. So I'll let anyone who wishes to start and um, we'll go on from there. You can, in a way, you could pay attention to this koan of Kyogen. Um, there's a spelling error there. It should be Kyogen, G-E-N, instead of G-U-U-N. But other than that, um, you can attend to that or not. Either way, if 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 it's something that helps you, good. If it doesn't, then we could leave the koan aside, um, unless someday you want to actually work on that koan. So I'll stop now and let's see what we could do with this.
1: I really, really, really like this chapter.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. What.
1: What well, is... one thing
0: you have to speak up. I can't hear you. <laughs> Hello? Sorry,
1: you know, I just... Uh, I really, really liked that Joko explained... Koans. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just—I <laughs> I just thought that that was, <laughs> you know, wow. thank you. You know, it was uh, okay. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, so, how do you think she explained the poems?
2: <laughs>
1: well, it seemed like she was just cutting through the
2: crap. Of it. Um okay. so, I,
1: I Well, I'd have to. I'd have to go back. I should have gone back and and marked the places where I felt like she was. Oh, God, really explaining that to no,
0: me. No, no, no. But you could restate it in your words. That's even better.
1: Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, but I I should have read this before I came tonight because I was reading it uh like last Thursday or something, knowing that it was uh-huh. coming. But anyway. Um. Uh, it's it, and and you know to me it's trusting what is mm-hmm. that that uh, just get on that lighter the magic carpet or whatever and just go wherever it takes you
3: uh-huh. and
1: just be attentive to what's what it, what you're seeing and hearing and. Um, and not, not worry about anything else.
0: Uh-huh. Good.
2: Do you want to, uh, I think there might be a comment here. Uh, did you want to say something? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I haven't completely formulated it uh, uh, yet. Never mind. Is there anybody here who wants to Oh, I could say something. Um. I was struck
3: by the idea of security. And and first of all, I remember when Joko first came to Champaign-Urbana area, she wanted a thunderstorm. She just loved thunderstorms, and she was so disappointed that there wasn't a thunderstorm. And another time she came, and I think we had a little thunderstorm, and you probably don't remember, Gimmeo, but the first time you came to lead Sashin for us, there was a great big thunderstorm. And it clapped the moment you lit the candle. And uh, I'll just never forget that. Uh, I've been on the edge of a tornado while I was taking care of mother. It was April 19th, 19, 1995. Uh, um, um, a pretty bad one, and it looked like St. Joseph was right in the path, and rain and hail and, you know, all that mess. And my fear was, what do I do with Mother? How do I give her security? And um, I figured the best thing to do was just put her to bed and close the lights. Uh, Luckily, the tornado missed us and went over to Homer. But I, I often think about that moment when it was, you know, there was nothing else I could do other than just wait it out. And um, I was very lucky to have a secure feeling afterwards. I've never been in a situation where there's been destruction, or I've never been in an automobile accident or any of those sort of things. But I think a lot about security, especially it's growing older, and um, I'm yakking on and looking at the residents in Champaign County Nursing Home they're in all sorts of stages of dying um, all sorts of different states of mental health and and I think to myself well Heidi, you know this could be you, this is you Uh, let's just, you know face each moment as it comes right now, I'm not in a hurricane
0: but I be. Actually, we are in a hurricane. And sometimes <laughs> the hurricane is milder, uh, so to speak, and sometimes it's um, more intense. But we're always, in, in a way, in a hurricane. And those people in, uh, as you were saying, at the nursing home, are in a hurricane as well. And the hurricane is as much so-called internal as it is so-called external, whether internal physically, whether internal mentally. In a way, that's the hurricane that we live in that's also external, all sorts of circumstances. It's in some ways more obvious when there's tumultuous events in our life Um. And yet, we could create tumultuous events with our own ideas and thoughts about this situation. Uh, so, we, in a way, the hurricane is an example is a exemplar, but it's to enable us to see that being the glider pilot, so to speak, is in all situations. The requirement or opportunity, Uh, rather than one believing we're being buffeted by all the winds, rain, other objects that are being tossed around, or attempting to get to some secret safe place in the eye of the hurricane. Both of those are problematic, even if we think we're going to get to safety. I mean, that's the point she's also um, encouraging us to see that even though we might misconstrue practice and turn it into trying to get to a safe eye, but she says very clearly, nirvana is not finding that little calm space where we're sheltered and protected by something and someone. That's an illusion. This is on page 70 in the middle paragraph. Nothing in the world will ever protect us, not our partner, not our life circumstances, not our children. After all, she says, other people are busy protecting themselves. If we spend our life looking for the eye of the hurricane, we live a life that is fruitless. We die without having really lived. See, that's the point. That's the point she wants to encourage us with and to remind us to see that our practice isn't to try to escape into some other place, but it's always right here, right now, if you want to say, hanging from the tree, by our teeth, and yet having to respond to the circumstances where we think any response is going to put me in danger or whatever. So, and of course, using um, you know one one reason Joko looked for thunderstorms is when living out west, certainly when living on the west coast in um, Los Angeles or San Diego. We we never had thunderstorms there, but she, and like me, was was also a East Coaster, and knew um, <laughs> from our own experience the thunderstorms that that we had um, in places other than California. And actually, California occasionally, occasionally will get one, but very, very rarely, and not Southern California much.
2: which one yeah. Yeah,
0: that's
2: better. Hello? Yes. they they just have earthquakes.
0: (laughs) Yes, we have earthquakes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I I do I do want to say something here because I I I'm just getting a little bit of a different take on this and you know maybe maybe uh, Maybe I need some correction, but let me just throw this out. I I think we have to be... I'm trying to formulate how I want to say it. I'm trying to be a little okay. uh, careful about how I say
0: this. See if you could connect it with where what she says specifically in the chapter.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I, I don't think... I I don't think it's about necessarily uh, going for it or, uh, you know, just taking whatever comes. I mean, I I don't think it's about being needlessly unsafe.
0: No, it isn't.
2: Yeah, that's what I, it feels like that's what some of the previous comments are about, but I don't, I don't hear that.
0: No, no, no. And and she makes points, of course, she says. I'll I'll go up to... The first full paragraph in on seventy one. Of course, it's fine to buy life insurance and make sure the brakes work on our car, but in the end, even those that don't save, even those don't save us. Sooner or later, all our protective mechanisms will fail. No what? one can. No one can solve the coin of life completely, though we imagine that the other guy maybe has done it. See.
2: No, okay, I guess and this is why I was trying to be choosing my words right? but it's like um, yeah, but I still feel like there's something it's not quite being articulated here. So let me try again. Um, I understand about you know it, it, yes, you can buy insurance and the brakes and all that. Um, I, I, I think I guess, I, I would rather stress that, yeah, okay, it's not about being needlessly unsafe, and I shouldn't stop there. It's also about, um, I, I think what you're trying to emphasize now, which what is what I was looking for. But let me let me just add something here. Um, it's 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 about the awareness of the, the fact that we are are all the people in the nursing home. We are all the pilot in the glider. We are all the person hanging by the branch by the mouth, and that even, that even, that we're all um, straddling the ambiguity, and that, yes, nothing's going to save us, and it's okay to, to, to even be the pilot who looks for the eye in the storm. If you've got a lot of passengers and you're trying to do the next right thing, that's fine to, to try and do something that, that is going to protect you you can do all those things as long as you have the awareness. Well, this may not work, or oh, I'm doing the best I can, or um, th- there's an awareness that eventually um, the storm will get to me, the age will get, aging will get to me, whatever it is. So I guess I don't know. There just was a shift that I, I felt like uh, I, I wanted to stress there. I guess that's, you know what, that's what I was true. trying to say. Because my answer to the koan is just to go. <laughs> And, you know, let the person know that you can't answer right now.
0: That's fine. And, and the, the point is to make the effort where we are, when we are. And it's not to, to take some special risk or do anything fancy like that but it's the matter of experiencing our life directly how it is now and responding how it is now and how we are or are not able to. And the difference is that if we look for safety and self-safety, then in a sense we miss our life, and if we take safety as our primary um, guideline, and when we say safety, we mean something that 's safe in my way of thinking of what I need or don 't need or should have or shouldn 't have, as opposed to what i what 's to be done right now, then we miss. Because of looking for that safety, we miss what's called for right now. We miss our own life right now. That's what she's getting at. Um, Elihu, on, on page 69... uh
2: um, yes the end of the the first full paragraph you know she talks about the man and the glider can enjoy everything the lightning the warm rain he can have a great time what will happen at the end both men will die of course but which one knows the meaning of life who knows joy Uh and and that that who knows joy while you're going through the eye of the hurricane even out of it getting out of the eye, going into the eye. I, I, I think joy is a big part of whether or not, you know, you are successful. Yeah. I, I don't know if successful is the right word, but, but it, whether or not you are. Yeah. You if, are present.
0: If you continue that very way you were reading Mary, the very oh. next... She says, um, like the first pilot, we, and you could say often, I'd put that in, spend our lives trying to protect ourselves. The more intent we are upon protecting ourselves from the buffeting of our current situation, the more stress we feel, the more miserable we are, and the less we truly experience our lives. We... Ignore. I'll jump most of the landscape if we're obsessed about the control panels, which will fail sooner or later in any case. See, it's it's not a matter of some ideal or some theory, but a matter for us to see. And this is what she says right after that: is to see our own protective mechanisms when these. You could say jump up when these arise in response to the circumstances and we can go in and out of the eye of the storm and in and out of the storm in an instant because we know we're we're using that storm just as a metaphor and the arising of the reactive protective circumstances or protective habits is what blinds us to the very arising moment that we are. See, we always are in, in, on this glider, except when we insist that there's a control panel in front. So we sort of make up this fake control panel, draw it onto the glider, and then in, insist on manipulating the, con- the, the fake control panel we've created. It might work a little, or seem to work a little, or seem not to work a little. I mean, but if we believe the control panel, then we miss the rest of the fact that what we're on is both an airplane with a control panel and a glider, both at the same time. It's not either or. That's why it's a koan. See, a koan is that it's not either or, despite our attempt to turn our life into either or choices we're beyond that we're both and more and therefore you can't answer by just figuring out something in a sense you have to dive into the hurricane and if I mix metaphors swim (laughs)
1: swim
0: So, but let, let's see what you all have, might have more to say about this.
1: Well, and, and control panel is an interesting use of words because that's really what we're trying to do most of the time is control every situation.
0: <laughs> yes. A- and that's nice to notice. Um, for instance, usually when we wake up, we have to start out at least the first instance of waking up, of not having a control panel. Usually we have a few instances when we wake up of not having the control panel. Even if you have to wake up and, and turn off an alarm clock, there's still an instant before you go into full control panel mode or even partial control panel mode. And you get to discover the universe that you wake up in at that moment. And then what happens? That like Like she said, nothing wrong with buying life insurance. That's another form of the control panel. If you're driving the car, make sure you know how to use the steering wheel. But make sure you're also okay when all of a sudden the steering wheel disappears at the moment that you think, oh, I should be able to have steer here and I can't so what's so what's the response to this moment when you find yourself sitting on public transportation instead of the car that you thought you were steering and there are other people talking doing other things and other things are happening and the and the 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 direction is different than the one you thought you were steering into and then all of a sudden you find yourself back in the car going somewhere else See, our life doesn't fit our ideas of it and yet it includes all of our ideas of it.
4: It's interesting that you bring up a car because um, I was thinking earlier, my car has has a thing where well, I'm sure all modern cars do, but where there's a it shows a temperature and you know, you can set What temperature you want in the car and so either the heat or the air conditioning will go on to bring it to that temperature. But anyway, I was driving home from work and all of a sudden I realized I felt a little, felt a little hot and sticky and you know, and I just pushed the, the button, you know, to, to lower the temperature one degree because I was feeling slightly uncomfortable. And you know, I just thought, oh my goodness, you know, we have, it's, it's just unbelievable that we have the capability of you know, not even feeling the slightest, you know, discomfort. I'm just thinking of this in terms of that, in terms of comfort and discomfort mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I guess being, you know, sort of willing to feel what, what's going on. Not that you shouldn't be comfortable, but it just kind of floored me when I realized how, how easy it is for us to just make everything as comfortable as, as we can. And it's really amazing that we have that ability yeah in this country anywhere or most most work that I do let me just say that I but I have that ability in my car to just suddenly say I'm slightly uncomfortably warm and I'm gonna turn the temperature down a degree and and then everything's gonna be okay again <laughs> so.
0: and it's fine if you want to use your air conditioner nevertheless
4: yeah, yeah. I was kind of amazed though that you know I just right. I was just Noticing that that you know it may you know it may not be the best thing to just always depend on the fact that the moment I'm uncomfortable, um, I I can you know I can solve that problem.
0: <laughs> yes, and in a way, it's a wonderful opportunity. If you notice that I'm that you're uncomfortable, if we notice that we're uncomfortable, to take, as long as it's not life threatening, to take. A moment or a minute or two minutes and to be willing to be uncomfortable as long as it's tolerable I'm not saying any kind of masochism or anything like that and, and see what is this you know be what this is and then decide you want to turn on the air conditioner fine you want to turn on the heater fine of course If you're driving through a thunderstorm, don't say, oh, I'm going to be uncomfortable and I won't use the windshield wipers. (laughs) We're not talking about that kind of thing.
4: Of course, of course.
0: Well, but there are lots of opportunities where being uncomfortable is a wonderful reminder to, to take moments or minutes to just be there with that to be that experiencing and see how much we want to run away from it we don't have to go looking for those circumstances they they arise naturally you don't have to go hang on a tree by your mouth in order to find circumstances when you're hanging on the tree by your mouth and being asked a question so, um,
2: a lot of those lines, um, well, in 71, where she says, um, second paragraph, until we see through the game, it doesn't work. We don't play the real game. Uh huh. So you'll never see through it and die without ever having lived. And that's too bad. Um, and, you know, it talks about blaming, you know, how people often blame other people, but um, our practice must be careful, meticulous, patient. We have to face everything. Um, and one of the things that um lately I've been noticing is uh, my relationship to my iPhone. Um and it's interesting because when I was growing up I didn't have a phone that I carried around with me. I don't think anybody here probably did, um unless you have somebody who's quite young in the group somewhere. But um and I remember feeling very free and very comfortable walking around without that anything you know I would walk miles to and from school sometimes etc but lately I noticed uh when I don't have it and I'm taking a walk even with my dog I'll start to notice a discomfort so I started to leave my iPhone at home uh, particularly when I'm taking a walk I mean sometimes I need to have it like at work but taking a walk I just leave it at home and you know be with that and it's got to be something that was learned more recently because as I said you know, I I, I I didn't have that mechanism for, for a long time. Um, so just just something that I I mentioned a specific example.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting that that comes to mind. You know, the iPhone is a wonderful tool. I, I have uh, some of you might know what this is. This is a it's called a Fitbit. It's uh, something that uh, I I carry around and I could. Log in to uh, look at, it keeps track of how many steps I've taken, how many flights I've walked. I, I use it um, in the morning, I go for, uh, most mornings I go for about a half hour to, to an hour hike, mostly going up and down hills. I make an effort um, to, to pick particularly steep hills because I try to work, walk 30 to 40 flights of stairs, so to speak, which is what the Fitbit um, lets me see how much I've got gone and I can feel my heart rate, etc. For my health. As I grow older, I need to pay a lot more attention to it. Otherwise, I'm in bad shape. But otherwise, other- saying that, I've also heard of people who have Fitbit contests to see who can walk the most and that some people when they got the Fitbit contest they took it and took their Fitbit and connected it to a pet hamster when the hamster was <laughs> wait wait when the hamster ran in that cage in in the uh you know they, they have these circles in their cages so that therefore they would get extra points and and win with you know the, the most steps now we can create all now in a way you could say that's silly you don't you don't get anything from it, but we can create all sorts of um, strange goals as if they mean something as if it means something if my if this little mechanism says i've done you know uh three thousand steps today when actually I haven't, we can create all sorts of you know um goals, I've got to keep my iPhone with me all the time to make sure I don't miss any calls because if, in case I miss a call, that would be, or I, I have to catch up with every posting as soon as it happens, or I have to respond to every posting as soon as it happens, to just pick that example that Faye uh, picked. We can create all sorts of strange goals that in a way enslave us and in a way blind us to our life as we run after them the goal of making sure i have the right answer making sure i do this or don't do this or and you could fit, fit in um and fill in what what's so in your life where we play games as Joko says, that don't work. And what we get is that we miss the, what she calls the real game, the game of our life. And therefore we die without ever having lived. Because we're living just the games of self-protectiveness and self-control that we and others who we talk to somehow agree are the most important ones.
2: Can I just say one other thing? Go ahead. There's somebody else.
0: No, no, go ahead. Speak. Last
2: week you talked about how something like maybe it's okay not to do anything. Zen is a balance. Um, But I think that and maybe, I, maybe I need a little clarification of what you mean by, by not doing anything." It, but it's sort of coming up again when you're talking about these goals and stuff. You know, the, yeah. the converse seems to be well, but you wouldn't have to have those.
0: Uh, I, I don't know what I said last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, so I don't know in what context I said don't have to do anything. But truthfully, you don't have to do anything to be yourself. It's not something... Extra. It's being this moment is naturally who you are, whether you're healthy, sick, alive, dying, dead. You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything extra to be who you are.
2: Yeah.
0: Except if we have such strong habits of doing extra of playing these other games, then we have to do something almost to cease, or at least allow ourselves to see these other games, so we cease being enthralled by them, being entangled by them, being overwhelmed by the reactive habits that they are, that they generate. See? Or, as Joko says, cease... Playing the game that doesn't work or playing the self-protection. That's not necessary. See, it's necessary to protect yourself when there's something that you need to be protected from and something that needs to be protected. But most of the time, we're caught up in self-protecting when there's nothing that needs to be protected and nothing that we need to be protected from. That's the point of the glider versus the piloted control panel. That's exactly what that point is about. So, if if you have something more, Faye, we can talk about this individually as well. But let's let some other people... I heard someone start to say something, so...
5: Um, I, had, I heard a story in the last week mm-hmm. It reminds me of this hurricane experience. And we all each have this opportunity almost every day to practice with a potential hurricane, and that's called driving. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the story is that uh, my brother had an appointment. There was a large group of people waiting for him. He had plenty of time to get where he was going, but he was already there at his appointment doing his appointed task. I mean, he was not in the moment. He's been driving, you know, 50 or so years, and um, he was in a stopped position. And make a long story short, there was a very fully loaded tractor-trailer truck approaching, but it had its blinker on So he just trusted that it was going to turn, and he pulled into the highway, but the truck didn't turn. Mm. He stepped on the brake. He, in an instant, realized what was going on and floored it, and he managed to get just past uh, the point where he would have been hit directly on himself, and the back end of his pickup truck was hit, spun him around, hit hit the side of this truck. Bottom line, he cracked two ribs, very minor problem, no one else was hurt, truck was totaled, and it was all because he couldn't wait like five more seconds, he wasn't in the moment, he knew better than that, he felt really stupid after the incident, Um, and he said, I knew better, how could I be so stupid, no tractor trailer truck is going to pull up my little mountain road. It had to have been a mistake, but why didn't I see that? Why didn't I know that? And I think it's just the, the quality of our attention at any given moment. And, and to me, driving is really the potential hurricane we're in.
0: Yes. Every... yes that Yes, that's very good. And not only is it a potential hurricane, but we've got potential weapons at our disposal. Yes. Um. And I'm I'm glad he is well, except for those cracked ribs, which hopefully will heal quickly. They usually do. Um, And he's fortunate that he was present enough that he he was attentive so that as soon as he saw that there was a problem, he could respond to it. Uh, And... Driving Zazen is always important. Always. Because both for our life and the life of all sorts of other beings that we um, are responsible for, whether in our car or, or all around us, um, because of the, the potential. Um, and yet, it's easy to get distracted, whether it's distracted with what we're listening to, distracted what we're thinking about, distracted our comments about how other people are driving or walking, or worse, pe- when people actually are looking at their phone, much less texting um, fo- on their phones while they're driving. Um Yes. And there are analogous situations, though they're not as severe, as we walk through our day, as we go through our daily encounters with people and with circumstances. How do, it's a matter of being present, if you want to call it, living the real game, or Being self-absorbed, so the only thing we see out there is about how is it going to protect me, fit what I want, not fit what I want, and so on and so forth. Anyone else? Now, the next chapter is continues this, so I'll just the next chapter is called Can Anything Hurt Us? Which in a way, continues this discussion. But I want to see if there's anything else you want to bring up about this chapter before we end today. So please reflect for a moment. Since no one has anything else to say, I want to cite um, the last full paragraph on page 69, because this is an encouragement of what our Zazen is, but not just our Zazen when we Sit formally, but our zazen throughout the day, which is what our day is. Our whole day is zazening, or, or doing zazen in myriad forms. She so says, as we do zazen, we can watch our protective mechanisms by watching mind. We can notice how we try to explain our pain away by blaming our troubles on someone else on something else, on who knows what. We can see our ruthless and fruitless attempts to save ourselves. Our efforts don't work, of course. The harder we try, the more tense and upset we get. So, if we notice that, that's already the opportunity to release that habit when it arises, in the particular form that it arises for us, in the particular way that's skillful for us to practice with it, to do what's called for to be exactly where we are. Okay, so next week, can anything hurt us? So please read that, and if you have agreements, disagreements... Put, make a note of them so that you can bring them up when we have the class so that you can share and support others. Because that's what we're doing by doing this together. We support each other in our ongoing practice, in our ongoing driving down this road and hopefully not crashing too much or too dangerously in gliding along so that We're alive and yet not smashed up, and then getting smashed up when that happens too. So, I hope you all have a good week. Some of you are going to be in sitting Zazen all day Saturday. Some of you sitting half day Saturday, half day Sunday. In any way, please have a good week, and I'll talk to you again next time. Good night. Thank
2: you. Thank you. you too. Bye. Bye. Good night. Good night.